Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. John Heffern, part of the Heffern and Reap podcast. Go to heffernandreap.com if you want to find some dates. Comedy club dates. Dates where me and John uh, do stand up. Not together. We do it separately. Uh, go to heffernandreap.com. Love to see you next, this weekend. Couple days. I am in uh, John Reap territory. I will be at Charlotte at the Comedy Zone this weekend. That's in Charlotte, um, which is ostentatious. I believe Charlotte, Charlotte Webb. That's the word that you, was it ostentatious? Anyway, so that's Charlotte this weekend. And then the following weekend, I got what they call in the business is a fallout, meaning somebody canceled. Then they asked if I could do it. I'm in West Palm, at the West Palm Improv next next weekend. So that's going to be fun. Uh, all those dates, you can go to uh, heffernandreap.com. Uh, John Reap is currently uh, running from the law. He called me. Uh, he was in a helicopter, uh, and he, he was doing parkour. He was jumping from building to building to building, and he had a, just a backpack, and he has a flip phone when he's kind of doing that type of stuff. And he's like, I can't do the podcast. Uh, 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 I'll tell you later. And then he, he said a code word. I'll meet you at the safe house. And then then I heard fighting. I heard. And then and then I heard him jump. And then I think he got in a helicopter. And then the last word I heard is, hello, Mr. Reap. So that's what happened to John Reap. So you might want to go to all his uh, websites and everything and ask if he's okay. I uh, we have a special guest coming up, but I was looking. I uh, hold on. I need to turn. I need to turn some stuff off here. Why is this on? Stop. This was in my printer. I don't even know what's going on in this house. Um, I'm just going to read you. It's called the read the random piece of paper that was in your printer. <sighs> okay, let's look at this. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to do a little sleuthing. Let's see what's going on in this household when I'm not paying attention. Oxygen and more ABG. Patient Assessment Book, Chapter 6. Introduction. Human life cannot exist without oxygen. And ensuring adequate oxygen is one of the most crucial responsibilities of a respiratory care clinician. The clinician must be able to recognize disorders affecting oxygen and steady with effectiveness interventions. Adequate oxygen is dependent on what? It's dependent on a sufficient, sufficient inspired oxygen concentrations. Already lost me. Already, I already can't, I can't put that sentence together to know. Adequate oxygen is dependent on. Sufficient, inspired oxygen concentration. And it's also clear patient conducting airwaves. Huh? Adequate ventilation. So you got to make sure you have uh, uh, is ventilated. Good matching of gas and blood in the gas exchange units in the lungs. Adequate diffusion of oxygen across the uh, uh, initial uh, hypoxis. Uh, can't do it. I don't know how she does it. I'm already lost. I know um, you breathe in, you breathe out, but that's from a Bush song when he's like, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. Hey, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Tammy Pescatelli is going to be on the show at any uh, moment. Um, I'm excited. I've been working on this book for a little bit. It got the cover done. So we're going to show you the cover. Um, I don't know if Tammy is in the room. Let me look. Uh, Tammy's in the room. Let's just bring her on uh, right now. Please, uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for a very funny uh, Miss Tammy Pescatelli. 
Hello. Hi, Cam. Hey, so off the top, uh, I'm in a brownout. Did you know that Pennsylvania has brownouts? I don't even know what, uh, I don't even know what a brownout is. It's when too many people run too many electricity and their air conditioning and all that other stuff. So, like, I am literally in the last place in my house that has light. Wait, so they shut off all of your stuff or you're just not, you're supposed to be a good Samaritan and not use anything? No, it's all off. They don't know what to do. It's like when somebody hits it. So, like, look, I have my... I've already have these set for everybody. I I made these a while ago. Like, oh, those are like little uh, catch the firefly. Yeah, see, I put and them in, you put, and, and you put I, it in there. So everybody's got one in the room right now. So you have no electricity. No electricity. So you're using your phone to talk to you, my friend, because I couldn't stiff you. All right, nice. Well, well, it's kind of romantic then. Now, then, you guys all sit around the campfire. With no electricity, and, and you pre- and pretend it was nine. It's like nineteen ten, like just. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, and and you can't even read a book because it's too, you know. There's no light. I have flashlights, but I'm a flashlight queen. I am a prepper. You know that about me. Like I'm the one that has all the, the eyeglasses and effects. Yeah, I've lost. Um... Because I've moved. I used to have some of the greatest flashlights. I was going to show you some, but I don't know where they are. Uh, they're like, they're good flashlights, but th- but then you can like, you turn them on and you can't even see. And then you can smash people in the face with them. And then you can, yeah. you can cut out people's hearts with them. But they're all just oh. flashlights. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I have lots of stuff. I have this. I don't want to blind everybody, but I have this one little light that's battery operated. So I had to pull it off a thing. It's funny how much stuff you have like to work. That's a electricity. Now, my only thing is, is that I'm not by the internet, but I think we're doing all right. You're hearing me. Okay. I have no idea. I have the worst internet in the history of, of the world. Like who, whoever, if you, if the internet that I have at this farm, if we were to show people internet for the first time, but used my dial up, they would be like, Meh, you know, <laughs> like they would, they would be like, what? Eh, eh. Yeah. So that that's how that is. So I, um, I have a lot to talk to you about and stuff, but I I got this in the mail today, and let me just ask you this: Did you okay. ever have this toy? I went through this thing recently, and I don't know why. I've almost, and you can't you can't tell how I have my uh camera situation. I I've almost bought back every major toy that i had as a kid that's awesome i have a lot of ones funny that you say that i have remember jaws oh hold on do you remember this one (laughs) you don't remember this toy i want no i have simon i have oh simon was fun but I, I, I found myself on like uh, <laughs> eBay a lot recently, just buying random stuff. And I'm finally, I'm finally done. I think I've gotten back. I had my, my two, my Grover, I had my Grover puppet and my animal puppet oh, uh, that were tainted because there was a bat in this room two weeks ago. I opened up the door, this huge Batman size bat. Listen, this everybody's big. having bat issues. What? Or there must be a bat infestation. It was so scary. And then I saw when, when we got it the next day, it was just hanging upside down right here on the ceiling. Uh, it it ate my Grover and animals. So you like the hairs that are on it. You oh. could tell that it ate it and then pooped them out. Oh. So I'm kind of, I kind of feel bad. But I also got this came in the I'm mail. Just- or the this, batter. This did you ever have this? I never had that, but that's the thing you put the cassette. It's like a. It was the first talking. It was the precursor to Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, you have the so you have the eight track tapes, and then you put yeah. it in, and it's a two XL. He's got yeah. a workout. He's got you, there's a workout thing, and then you, you had to guess the answers. Um, Erical. Uh, my brothers put Eddie Murphy in my Teddy Ruxpin. So Teddy, uh, 
like saying, you know, all the things that you're not supposed to say. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. that the, that there hasn't the guys who crush it with podcasts and all this stuff. I I I can't believe like Burt Kreischer doesn't have the the puppet um, Burt Kreischer uh, podcast doll that you can you set it up and then he just talk and he talk. I would buy that. I think, yeah. but but I think they're at right. the level now where they're almost Disney in the sense where they could do something like that. I think that would be hilarious and his family. Yeah. Buy it. I would buy it. Yeah. I'm trying to set him up with a friend of mine as a big brewer so he could have his own beer. Yeah, he'd crush that. I mean, Joey Diaz has his own pot. Yeah. uh, We're working on that for Burt right now. It all makes sense. So I'm going to talk to you. So um, you were at, um, no, you got offered a role uh, on a TV show. It's probably yeah, like one of those cop, like a cop type show. No, a mafia show that I've been wanting to be part of. I can't say, but it's a mafia show. And it's, um, and the only reason I'm not saying is because it, it'll be rude to the person who actually got the part because then they'll be like, you know, they don't know the story. So they offered me the part on a Wednesday and the dates had changed from when I originally auditioned. Right. So the dates, and I can move anything and I have moved everything for years and years, but uh, I promised my son and three of his friends that we would go to uh, Florida because they're doing separate high schools. He's gotten straight A's for four years straight. Um, So not gotten, he's, I don't know how he's made straight A's for four years straight. And I can't move it. I mean, we already have our Airbnb paid for. We already had the car paid for, the flights, everything. And it's my only really open week all summer long. So I had to pass. They couldn't move the dates. And that sucked. Hmm. So that was, so when you saw the dates, so you're talking to your agent or your manager, whoever you talk to, and they go, they want you for this part. And then you're like, fuck yeah, yeah. You get excited. And And then you go, when does it start shooting? And then they say the date, and then you look at your calendar and go, motherfucker, that's, well, that's the weekend I'm supposed to go to. They go, well, they go, we need you this week. I'm like, cool, I'll be there. Like, I'm already trying to figure out how I could rearrange. It was enough that I could, I had chosen Dayton. I'm like, okay, I think I can catch a flight to Dayton, and I'll still be cool. I don't need to worry about that. And then, um, then they go, but then you got to come back, because it was a bit, and it's a part that I like. I've been having bit parts. It's like a real character, and yeah. it's going to recur. It's going to show up. You're you're going to be when they do a party scene. I'll be there. Like it was one of those parts. Um, but I said no. It made listen. My kid's been through a lot. Uh, there's been my you know death in my family, and and. and all this online stuff that they had to do for school and he's going to have to go to a different school next year. So I was like, I, I have to just, I'll never regret spending time with him. Right. So I made that decision and I'm kind of, I'm really glad I did uh, regardless, but then because I did, I think something good happened to me this weekend. Yeah. We'll see. Well, and then I'll let you get to that, but see what would happen. You would have done the show uh, and that would have been fine for like a day. And then you would have fell in love with like Johnny Depp, who was eating at the commissary across the street from where you're filming. And then you would have got divorced. And then you would have been living with Johnny Depp for like a year. And then you would have just pooped in his his uh, bed. And then you guys would have had a toxic I, relationship. I would never so so it, it kind of worked out better that you didn't get the part. So that wouldn't have happened to you. You know what I mean? Yes. And I mean, I would like to ask, um, I, like that. I, I can't look at the, the, um, ba-ba, what's it called? I can't use my words. Da, da, da. Uh, speaking of what Tammy just did, if you have kids or a spouse, what's the biggest thing you had to give up, uh, in order to have obligations with, um, your family or your, what am I trying to say, Tammy? Well, I'll tell you because I asked What's, that on my, yeah. on my page. I said, what is something that you sacrificed 
for your kid or someone you loved, whatever, like what was the biggest sacrifice? And there was a guy who was asked to go to a, a game seven of the World Series with his buddies, but it was the same time his uh, kid had something at school, like a play or something, so he didn't go. Then there were, and then there was um, a lady who had won a won tickets. I think no, I'm sorry, who had tickets for a meet and greet for uh, Stevie Nicks, and I guess Stevie Nicks is their favorite. And her daughter uh, was graduating from high school that day, so she couldn't go. But then two years later, she won a meet and greet with Stevie Nicks. It was so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people do things like that. It's not that special. It's just the idea for me. I just, as happy as I was to get the part, like, literally was so clear. As happy as I was to get the part would have been as sad as he would have been for me to tell him we weren't going to be able to go. Because it doesn't, everybody's yeah. like, just find a different date. No, that doesn't work like that with people who travel for a living. Yeah, because even if you would have moved it, he would have got it because he's probably a smart kid and he gets it. He gets what you do for a living, but you, it still would have been moved. So so somewhere in his sub subconscious, it would have been, I'm not first choice. Yeah. She made it, she made it happen, but she would have rather have done this thing and da 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 so and who knows too like if his friends could make it does oh my god can i just tell you my house is getting to i'm upstairs and it's like a million degrees yeah i'm 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 sweating it and then right before i got on i bought uh i freaked out i went to ace and i bought uh a hedger a chainsaw and a weed whacker all battery operated I plugged everything in and you don't pay attention to like what the safety things are, but every one of them tells you to wear some type of eye protection. I'm like, I don't need eye. I just want to see how good these things do. And sure as shit, I, I uh, started weed whacking in those scary weeds that have the prickers all over them. They're like the ones you step on when you're a kid, like with no shoes on. Literally, I took it in right in this eye, like right before. Wow. So like, I've been so watching guy our our yard is out of control we aren't those people my neighbors on both sides know they name their blades of grass okay um i mean look luca grew up in brooklyn and then he was in la he, he never even had a yard before if he gets on the lawnmower he mows crop circles so i'm trying but there's so much for me to catch up on when i get home so i started watching this guy on youtube and he's he just goes up to these people. I got to give to his name. I can't think of it on the top of my head. But he'll go up to like random people's houses that are messed up. And he just, in an hour, cleans their whole yard up. Like busts his butt, just fixing it all up. And he just goes through it. And I'm like, wow. I was watching it one night. And I was so inspired. I couldn't wait to wake up in the morning. And I just went out and I trimmed all our hedges. And he just goes nuts with everything. And that's just what you have to do. Like not care. I just um, thank you, uh, Jacob. He said, not for nothing. The inter interview segments on here are just as interesting as the other shows I watch. Uh, thank you. I did that the other day, and I think this is such um, an older guy move. I found a new pattern to mow my lawn. So when I'm done, it looks like before it looked exactly how my brain looks. It's all over the place. I have no idea where I'm going. I just drive around and then I look. But now I got this flow. It kind of makes it and it's uh, it's enjoyable. Um, all right. So. What did I want to. So, yeah. So then I went to Dayton and. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it's like for you, but everybody's busy all weekend, all the time, all the, I'm afraid that I won't have shows anymore because I don't know that I'll be working. No, we're done. We're done, Tammy. Here's, I, I, I saw your text. Uh, we have private text, so I'm, I'm not sharing our private text, but uh, so I was in um, a club. We don't have to, uh, we have to say it. And you show up, you go, there's going to be five shows. And then by the time you get there, they're going to like, mm, we're going to do two. Yeah. And then you're like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I could be mowing my lawn. It's not worth it for me to even leave my house for, for, for two. This is a thing. And then you, you talk to things. So comedy clubs Thursday through, through Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. They're dead. They're done. They're done. Yeah. 
the, the, nobody is performing Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, no. one Sunday. That model no. is is over and kapooey. It's done. Uh, th- um, we are at that age where we were successful. We we happen to be on a great show. Um, by the way, side note. Okay, you, my ADD is kicking in. I did a corporate event uh, this weekend, and I, I I got to complain about reality TV show to one of the first bachelors. I get off my oh. show. Um, I'm doing a, a Bank of Missouri, um, and it's 300 bankers and all well-to-do bankers, like people who own banks. Okay. So, so just picture Statler and Waldorf-ish. Okay. Right. So I'm on stage and I'm and, and I'm worried that I'm going to fall because I don't know if I've been talking to you, but I, I get really uh, I have crazy unbalance on stage now or when I walk in general, like I almost fall over and I have to grab a hold of stuff. And wow. so when I'm on stage, I do this weird thing. So I, I, I hold on to the mic and it, it's scary. Right. So I have MRIs planned and yiddy yiddy yee and I've web MD it. I'm like, I have ALS. I have MS. I have I'm going through every horror. Was- vertigo that was the same thing that created your bell's palsy yeah this it well then then luckily i've kind of dialed down some stuff and then so it kind of so i'm getting ready to do this show and everyone's like it's super important because they have 50 more of these shows because it's a state bank so there's Mm -hmm. 49 more of these if you don't suck all 49 will hire you at the same thing so I'm going oh. in is going, oh, this is if I can just nail this out of the park and da, 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 da. I don't fall. I don't do nothing. Right before I go on stage, I buy, you, you ever see those magic bracelets they give you that have like a little magnet in it and then they have you like stand up and then you go like that and you don't tip over. Yeah, ever yeah, seen yeah. That, those done? So, okay. I've never owned a cross, but hold on. Hold on. I'm doing a lot of showing, Tyler. Let's do that. Uh, uh, Isaac, my favorite comedian of all time was Rodney Dangerfield, but um, for me, the greatest of all time, uh, well, you, you have to keep listening to hear because I just got to work with the greatest of all time. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to talk to you about that, but I'm just going. So no, 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 no. I've been reading, Tammy, I've been reading this book, but here's how old I am. Okay. Can you see, can you uh-huh. see the word that says large print? Well, yes, I can see that it says large print. Yeah, because yeah, I, I will. I, yeah. So, so I read that. I'm mature. In my, so then I was walking in the in this lady's like, come, come. She was almost like she's like, come in here. Do you have do you have a, a balance problems? Maybe God do stand here. And no, you have weak knees. And then so then she came out. She goes, you need to buy this. And there's smoke and, you know. Uh, so I bought this when I went on stage. What was it? A rabbit's head? Okay. I, yes. Now, I've always wanted a cross, but okay. I never, but I never knew like what type of cross, um, to get, but I thought this one was pretty manly. Yeah. I like it a lot. Do you know what I mean? So does it keep your balance? I haven't, I haven't fallen once. So if it's a placebo, if it's a thing, tell me know. the, for it. Don't, I, know. I, don't know. You don't know. So I do I do the show, I get off, and then I'm talking to this guy. He's like, hey, you're really funny. The, these crowds can kind of be a little rough, but um you did a great job. And this guy came over to me and goes, Hey, I had to text my wife to see if you'd be funny or not. Um, and I'm like, Oh, who who's your I go, who's your wife? He's like, um, uh, well, I I have a sister-in-law who's a, a who's a comic. And I'm like, oh, okay, who doesn't? You know what I mean? Right. So, she, so he's like, I, I texted my sister-in-law just when you walked on stage to see if you'd be funny. I go, well, who's your sister-in-law? And he goes, uh, Kathleen Madigan. And oh, I'm wow. like, well, I go, I go, can I see the text? What, what's he, sh- what did she say about me? Uh, but, uh, Alan, do you have a picture of the, of the guy who was at my show who works for the bank? Oh, Tammy, I just want to see if you recognize him. Okay. It's a weird picture, but I did that on purpose. Hold on. Uh, no, I don't. But I didn't watch a Bachelor, honey. He was the second Bachelor. His name was Aaron. 
Aaron, he was the very the the second bachelor. So he was the bachelor. Look at me, my uh, corporate attire. Uh, he was uh, the bachelor when we were on last comic. So kind of felt I had. Like, well, I'll never forget gone. Kathleen and myself and Luca, who was my uh, boyfriend at the time, went to watch because we were doing so well because we were number one in our time slot. NBC was very nice sometimes, and they gave us uh, tickets to go see um, American Idol because I asked for them. And we went, and it was Ace Young was getting cut, and my husband was the only one who clapped. That's, it was the year with Kelly Pickler, and I don't know who won that year. Taylor, I think, some guy named Taylor won. Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks. Who I, I do, worked before. Yo, I got in a fight with him. I got in a fight with him and his manager. And then me and Reap did a Seika, or not Seika. I think that was an 80s porn star. A, the Seika, the um, Vegas car show. Okay. Um, And he came into the green room. And I told Reap the story, like, you know, way before. And then he walked to the green room. And I had to look at Reap and go, oh, dude, we're going to, I'm going to fight this guy again. Um, Yeah. That's Uh, weird. (laughs) You can't just, you can't just drop. You have to drop what happened. Why why did you guys get in a fight? We did. um, It was a USO. It was a USO tour. We're on um, the battleship, I believe, Reagan. So um, it was me, Josh Blue, Manino, uh, Manunez, whatever her name is. Oh, Maria Manini. I know what you mean. Okay. John Legend. Um, And then me and uh, Taylor Hicks. So I'm going to make this story so even boring. So you had to walk by through security, which was just a little like um, metal detector. And there was one Navy person there. And then uh, Hicks's manager told the Navy guy, hey, grab those bags, take them up to the room. And the kid didn't move. Right. He just stood there. And he's like, did you did you not hear me? Take those the, those bags up the room. And then I go, I go, hey, he's not a fucking valet. Grab your own shit. So yeah, he- then he shot me a look. He's like, who the fuck are you? That, that's what Taylor Hicks manager said. So then we went up and then we're in the ship and we're in the nicest quarters you can have which is still the smallest space you could possibly think of so it's me and josh blue and there's a uh i i don't know their rank so i don't i don't want to wreck it by saying uh you know who they are but but the person in charge of us she's just standing in the hallway so then i hear the the sliding door open and i hear the same guy go this needs to be ironed and then she goes what is it and then he says, it's obviously something expensive, was his response. So then I unslide my door, and then I just, like, leave my head out. I go, give it to me. I'm going to rub it up and down my balls. And then Taylor just, Taylor looks at me, and then he, he closes the door. Like, he slides his door closed, right? So then we're, we're walking in you must- the... Because normally you are not a confrontational person. He was a dick. He was a dick, and his manager to the the seaman were asshole. He was such an asshole. So been so, doing a lot. That's what I'm saying. By the when you get there, right? Like, <laughs> it takes you a while to get there. More more than you're like ah okay okay. Look at this guy, and you're saying it to yourself. So he must have done more than just those two incidents. Of dickishness, but like that you just had had it. So then we're walking and his, you know, his person in charge of him was walking kind of close to him. So I I could kind of maybe see where this is starting to annoy him. But I don't know his night before. I don't know where he was the night before. I don't know if he played pool and there were a lot of eight balls at the pool hall he was at. He seemed very agitated. So um, he he goes, can I get some space? And he kind of like pushed the girl away a little, not physically touched her, but he was just because she was she's like, well, I can't leave you. And you're not you can't be on your cell phone in this area or something. So 
we get on stage and by the time me and jo- Josh uh, perform, um, everybody kind of knows that he's being a dick. So when he gets up there and does all that pandering Toby Keith bullshit, where he's like, you know, it's America and America proud and we're the fighters. Nobody even did that kowtowing clap. Everybody just stared at him. I have the the funniest video of me and Josh Blue dancing to him singing. I'll try to find it. So then we get done and we're down where they keep all the the, the fighter um, planes and we're signing stuff and people are coming up going, hey, this is the blah, blah, blah. And we're, you, you know, you're kind of signing your headshot and you're giving it to them and stuff like that. Uh, Taylor had all his pre-signed. So when you walked over to him, he'd go like this. By the way, everyone, that is what is USO tours aren't about the show. The show is the show. I mean, yes, that's good for their morale, but it's about us spending time with the men and women that are sacrificing for us. Yeah. So he was just taking his pre-signed, just doing this. Yeah, like he was so much better. So I said something again, and then he said, you know, uh, basically, you know, he was like, what the fuck's your problem? I go, you guys are just dicks. I got no problem. I'm just letting you guys know you're dicks in case nobody's let you know you're dicks. You're dicks. (laughs) I go, but I go, go, I'm not worried. I go, I'm not going to think of it past this. uh, But, you know, I'll be at a city and I'm going to see you're going to be headlining Greece at the community theater. And I I hope those, I, I hope everybody turns out. So then <laughs> I'm in Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland walking around. Uh, I'm at Pickwick in, in Frolics, that place. And then I see a big sign for Greece. Oh. And, and guess who's performing in Greece? Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks. Do you know, I had a very <laughs> someone whose name sounds like we Enwood. And, um, he was such a jerk on the on the USO tour. He refused to go out because it was too hot. I mean, he just Wait, who who say the uh, name not we, but Enwood. He sues everybody. I told the story somewhere else, and he tried to. Sue oh, me. I know. Oh, yeah. by the way, I was I was he listening tried. to to uh, uh, some old uh, eight tracks or CDs, um, and I came across this Lee Greenwood album. Um, oh, sure. Oh. Wow, it's kind of. He's proud to be an American, but he doesn't like to work in 120 degree heat. <laughs> which that's what that's what Kuwait has. So I don't know. It's so crazy. Um, yeah. Hey, everybody's talking about Mitch. We love Mitch. So wait. So I want to talk more about you. So yeah, uh, you. Here's why I've, I've also, I've always thought you may be one of the coolest moms in the history of the world is you got your son, a Kung Fu um, dummy. You love and this I, every time. I know. And when he goes away to college, I, I claim that, right? You're, you you're sending that to me? Four years. That's right. Well, you're going to have to come and pick it up. So I'm not sending it. Are you kidding me? Do you know how much it would cost to send it? Probably more than it costs to have it. So just come get it. Okay, so then, so you did that, and you had shows in Dayton, and, you know, uh, me and you both were crushing it uh, at the Funny yeah. Bones. If, Literally, if, 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 <laughs> uh, like, you know, you, almost 30 years of a career is coming to. You know, the um, Funny Bone Dayton is my first, I should probably be on camera. Uh, that was the first place I performed with Bell's Palsy. Yes, was that place. Have you seen the Justin Bieber uh, videos? Yes, yes. I have I have videos of those same exact the same exact thing. I saw you. You called me and my husband on Christmas, remember? On Christmas, yeah. And so, uh, me at the Funny Bone in Dayton, I had to do my show. So, hold on. so if your lips are normally like this, my lips were how do I do it? this one? So my lips were like this. So, yeah. So I couldn't. So I had to do my show at Dayton where I had to grab my face and I had to pull my face back this way. And I and I did my whole show like this because if I let go, then it would do this. I'm a um, 
praise our God. Like, remember the Ed Sullivan? They said, well, he just goes, hold on like that. Yeah. And you know how, like, when you get on stage and you tell an audience something like, hey, I got things I put behind me. I am not having, if you hear this stuff, this sounds like just trying to have a little background so it doesn't look ridiculous. (laughs) Um, It's like I told the Dayton crowd, I'm like, hey, I got, I remember walking on stage and my face was totally bad. It was like this. Uh And this woman in the front row just goes, Look how fucked up he looks. It's literally the first words. So then I grab my face and I'm doing my whole show sideways. I'm like, I just got Bell's palsy. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do this. And blah, blah. And you know when an audience is super cool when they know something's going on? Uh, yeah. They were not that. So Those, like, the, like the, they were not, they didn't get that I probably shouldn't been, uh, shouldn't have been performing. I should have canceled, uh, but I was trying to be a trooper and then went up there and I just, so that's what I think of Dayton now. Yeah. Just, well, you know, being I, a Michigan guy, well, I just, I, well, I can't die in Ohio. I'm having a hard time and it's not about ego, but it's like, also I'm at a place in my career that I think we all have talked about. I, I wouldn't be rude to say that collectively, I think you and myself and a couple of our other friends will them be the ones to tell we're struggling because we're really good comics i have to say uh humbly but we're we're not huge so uh if you come to our show you're gonna love it and you're gonna come back but so i go into these clubs and i started my at funny bones i started at the cleveland improv do you know to this day they have never put my pictures on the wall anywhere i got my pictures are nowhere (laughs) <laughs> feel like I'm doing in a Spike Lee movie. Then you wonder why I'm not a draw because you have not made me. I've done everything that you said to do. I have my four tonight shows. I have my two hours of special. I have all that stuff, you know. Um, hey WWE fans, uh, I actually have Heel Ziggler opening for me um on uh Dolph Ziggler uh in November twelfth in Cleveland. You should come see him. Very funny. Nice. Yeah, dude, we're at that where, but you can't though. It's such a fine line where then we just sound like we're just being pissy, where we can't yeah. complain about anything. But I've never, you know, I, I worked the improvs thirty years in a row, thirty five weeks a year, and there's no mention. There's no. There's no thing. It's okay. I don't mind. I'll get through it. I just as long as I can continue. Well, for me, what I never cared what they did as long as my audience was good. And my audiences are thinning out, but I think I really probably shouldn't, um, I shouldn't have worked this summer because people have a lot of stuff to do. I mean, lots. Um, unlike me, who I'm just keep, I'm fascinated by what my hair looks like just getting out of the pool today. <laughs> like, I'm just, um, I did. Did you see the picture that I sent uh, in our group chat? I haven't figured out. Tammy, I've been doing these shows called them bed by tens. And uh, I was in Branson, Missouri this weekend doing the, my big corporate event. Yeah. And they have all these theaters. That's you. Okay. We gotta, we're just going to readjust. You don't need to be, you don't need to be talking to a Friday, second night show in any fucking city. That's not no, who you I, need to jib jab to. No, we it, we say so, this all the time, but maybe it's time to really start thinking about it and and doing it. Plus, what a great show! We, it, maybe even it's inspiring. Like of all the things that I went through and have been doing, in the thing I'm about to talk to you, more than anything, it was inspiring. I was so inspired this weekend that I can't. Yeah, tell me about that. So you, um, I, you know, uh, so I was watching it on social media. So you had to turn down this show uh, so you can take your son to Disney. And then next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I I feel sorry for for Tammy. And then the next thing you know, I see you uh, at a podcast, doing a podcast with Chappelle. Um, Did everybody from that Dayton area, was, was Craig Shoemaker there? So this is also what I was up against. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maker and Caroline Ray. Did they team up? Are they doing shows together? 
uh, they were doing a fundraiser for uh, the Shriners. Okay. Okay. So they're just good friends. I think they contacted Craig. Craig said they needed someone else. They contacted Caroline. So they were there um, on Saturday. And then Friday and Saturday, um, Dave Chappelle lives 20 minutes away. And he was doing shows. On Friday, it was Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Jimmy Fallon, uh, somebody else. Um, I don't remember. And then, oh, Mo Amer. And then uh, Caroline and uh, Craig went on. Now, then I met Caroline and Craig for breakfast on Saturday. And they were telling me how amazing it was. And while we were having breakfast, because it turned into like lunch, Chappelle texted and said, why don't you... Uh, why don't you come over? And I said, well, Craig's like, let's go. And I go, I don't want to just show up. I don't really know Dave. I mean, I've met him 25 years ago, like to show up at his house. But it turns out he was like, of course, bring her. Well, it was like a community. He lives in a small town like me, but it's like he bought the whole town. Right. Uh, And he has this really cool collective with all his like musician friends, Qualid was there. People come there and they get inspired and they stay. And he he had he invited us to have lunch. Oh, John Stewart was there this weekend on Saturday still. Um, so he asked us to do the podcast and then he asked me to come back and do the show. So I only had one show on Saturday because my numbers are so bad in Dayton. So serendipitously I was able to run over and do it was, I mean, me, Mo Amer, uh, John Stewart, and Dave Chappelle. I mean, I'm literally sitting there going, I, I have, you know, I've probably got three grand in the bank. <laughs> they got three hundred million. You know, collectively, right. <laughs> it's insane. But you just do your set, and the set was amazing. A thousand people were in a in a farm field, Dude, sitting in the. the- that's the way when this time last year, I, I believe it was almost even this weekend last year, me and Reap did a bunch of uh, bowling alley shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I know you about it and you're supposed to hook me up. And we we uh, we sold like 2000 tickets. The shows were awesome. I just think the concept of having to go to a comedy club the way that we started I don't know if that exists anymore right here in Chelsea where I live. There's a couple places that want me to do things, but the, the, the most ideal one is uh, it's called Robin's farms and it has a, a 400 seat outdoor amphitheater. And I want to grab you reap Reno. I don't even think we got to add any, anything to that. And everybody shows up here. Everybody stays at my place. And we do this outdoor amphitheater in the middle of the summer and just have it be a hoedown and just have it just be the, one of the funnest things everybody who lives in this area has done. Um, we could do that all day. And that's yeah. what you do. You start to create those type of fun. Like what would be fun for us to perform instead of clicking it into a funny bone that's going to have felt face the weekend after you? Or is going to have pump and dump moms that just husbands suck. We drink wine. Like, right. So we can't compete with that stuff anymore. So we have to do what makes you have a good time. Yeah, we have to. We have. The problem is, John, is that we are all full of ADD. Uh, You and I both have ADD. John Reap has uh, STUFF. He has stuff to do. Um, and Reap <laughs> would be on board. We could get Reap on board to do anything, sure. but he, but I'm he sure. wants little to no input. So if we just well, told him, John, to do it for us, because you and I will talk about it seventeen hundred times before we do it. So we have to find. Maybe we got to f- call like a Dorfman or somebody to book it for us, because neither one of our managers will do it. Forget Nobody it. will. None of our managers will because they don't see the cash in it because there's not a lot of money. Yeah. Sometimes you do things just so you enjoy doing them 
So you don't think about jumping off of a hotel roof in Dayton, Ohio. Well, they don't, they don't get that. I mean, I've been going through some of the most severe depression of my life. Like right. So they know, don't, they don't get that, that just when you perform at a comedy club, the show's over and you go back to your hotel room and they're like, our kitchen's closed. There's no, and you're just like, well, I have enough water to keep me alive till tomorrow that like, that's the, what kind of the end of the night is at our age. Now as being uh, married people, as being faithful, married people, as, as having kids, having responsibilities, it's a different, it's a, a, a whole new different game than when you were doing comedy, when you're in your twenties, where you're like, well, I, I've got no family. I got no kids. What's in that? What color is that? It's bright orange. I'll drink it. Like you, like so. No, it's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I find myself in that rut. It is really like that. That more than anything. Let me tell you something. Was it amazing? Do I consider Dave the greatest of all time? I mean, he. And I'm going to tell you this. He couldn't have been more gracious. He could not have been more gracious. The whole crew, his whole little crew, there wasn't an asshole among them. You know, there's always one. Everybody was amazing. And I'm telling you, there were, he's created his own little community behind him. Everything keeps falling behind me. He's created his own community. And he's, he's just, I was so inspired. And I just think that I have to redial down what look am i ever gonna have that career you know it's not happening like it's really clear i'm 53 years old now i'm sorry i'm knocking everything over i'm in such a small space i have no electricity but i did um i'm never gonna have that it's it's a hard realization to go okay that's not happening but you know what it is okay I just have to figure out what is my goal? What is my piece of this? Because I still have, I started today, John Heffron, as if I'm a brand new comic. But guess what? I have material. So I'm going to attack this whole thing starting today. It's all post-Chapelle. It literally is going to be as if I'm an open micer. I'm going to make the contacts. I'm going to do the content. I'm going to do everything I can possibly do, except I don't have to worry about my material because I I have material now, you know, and I've stage presence and confidence. So, yeah, that's the. Yeah, you just got to not even staying relevant because you can constantly mold like even me. I'm I'm trying to think of what I want to do as a comic because I'm not the new guy. I'm not I, I can put out an album and I think I'm even recording one in September in D.C. But at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? I'm going to put it out and the eight people are going to listen to it. Like it's not I'm not going to it's not going to be be this thing where people go oh shit this john heffern's awesome like i did a special on netflix that's on amazon prime me that too oh, i think was some of my best material i was a younger kid back then yeah but some of the like if that album if that special was out now and you say my name is ryan hamilton it would crush it would okay. crush it's it was just too, it was just too early tm tm Okay, so yes, we both had Netflix specials that if they had just stayed on Netflix during the pandemic, I think our lives would have been changed. But just like we had 800,000 MySpace followers and, you know, we were in reality before anybody recognized it, you and I, we are the pop-up VCRs of comedy. And that's what we're probably going to call our tour. I always tell, no, my, my new move is I tell people I'm the Matchbox 20 of comedy. You're indifferent. You'll enjoy me, but you're indifferent. Yeah. Well, I think, though, (laughs) here's what I think. I think that I love what I do. I know that I'm good at what I do. If you show up, I give everything I can. It may not be for everybody, but if the audience comes and they wanted to be there, they'll enjoy it. So I have to just remember to keep enjoying it because things have gotten hard because you know, look, it's how we sustain ourselves. This is my right. job. This is how my mortgage gets paid. 
And I just have to kind of woosah it out and just relax and know. I mean, I left there. Well, again, I go do a show with Chappelle and Jon Stewart, who collectively have changed comedy in the past decade, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that because Daily Show crushed. Yep. And, and I held my own. I got just as many laughs. They didn't know who I was. So maybe that's sometimes it's easier because you're the underdog. Mm-hmm. But when I was done, I'm done. Like, it's not like Chappelle said, hey, let me uh, produce your special for you. Yeah, you know, it's not like John, John said to me, like, oh, I need to I need to do a TV show with you. No, nothing happened. I did the show with them. It was wonderful. I got a cool picture, a cool night. So but I was inspired. And, you know, I can go back sometime. I'll give them a call. But, you know, and we'll go back. So, but I don't want to be too much because you don't want to be that hanger on, you know. <laughs> um, so much reading. Danny Kelkin says, I want Hepburn to get a divorce because he would have double to hilarious material. No, no I was know. I was divorced for a second, Danny. Uh, yeah. And I couldn't talk about it at all or because a lot of people get suey. And now I'm in a wonderful new marriage. Um, and unfortunately, it's so wonderful and new. I don't have anything to complain about yet. Like, I can't. Hey, don't, don't you hate it when you're just always having sex with your I wife? I mean, right, I guys? Like, it, it's hard to it's hard to do that. Yeah. Um, we have to balance ourselves. We just had the um, conversation because I've been doing this joke about my son. Mm-hmm. He wants to be an influencer. But I'm like, how can you be an influencer? You don't even make your bet. Like, you yeah. can't make yeah, yeah. People to do. It's like, mommy, do you have to tell that joke? And I'm like, um, all right, you make your bed for seven all days. So here's uh so from looking at this, one, I'm gonna make this Chelsea thing happen. We're gonna officially do a Chelsea Michigan comedy fest. And I'm gonna grab uh me, you, Reap, Reno, come okay. out here. We're gonna do it for one night. Nobody's gonna make any cash, but we'll make uh, awesome food and you might get to leave with some cutting boards. Second Whatever little corner you're sitting in, you, you've yeah. cleaned it up since we've been talking. But yes. I like the light next to you. I think I'm going to give you a homework assignment. You want me to bring you these? No, Please. you're going to put that back on your thing. But from that same exact corner every night, um, I a minute video of uh, not your daily struggle. I need a minute video of your day from right there, and you post it every, uh, online every night. From this place, this is place. It's funny because right I'm so uncomfortable here because no. I've never, this is the guest bathroom that is never used. It's like a Harry Potter bathroom. It's so tiny. I'm sitting on a little tiny stool. Um, one thought. It's 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 one thought. If you had one thought, one opportunity, would you capture it? Would you let it yeah. slip? Um, I'm trying to show. Okay, so there's like templates. So you do. Uh, do, do you want to? Do you want a template? Are you? Uh, by the way, I cut my hair in the dark today because I was looking at videotapes. You have a different thing as a man. As a woman, when I'm on stage, I'm like, I don't know how to even dress anymore. We're in the weirdest stage of our lives. I can't wear some outfits anymore because it's inappropriate. I have to mm-hmm. cut my hair because I don't want to look like Loretta Lynn. It was like down my back. I'm like, I look like a yeah. coal miner's daughter. Yeah, I don't, I'm going through the same thing. I don't know what to wear on stage. I just want to go like Jason Bourne. I, I want to be like a spy who just escaped from wherever I was training and stole the first pair of clothes I had. That's the look that I'm going with. Well, that's um, but that little corner right there, you should do like a little confessional. I don't know what it is. Um, you can try to be funny or not be funny and put it up. And I bet you, I bet you within a month, uh, you're going to find your voice and the people who are. So do it, but, but don't overthink it. All right. I'll try a minute. I can do it. I a minute. Thanks for the light. The lighting is it's all window. Literally. This is all window. I don't have any light, by the way. Did you know that Jackie? 
I have no light all, except for this. I, well, I guess I do have this. This is nice, but. Uh, we're, we're no, have, don't over when you do it uh, nightly. Don't overdo it. I, I kind of like to like to see the um, firefly jars more in the picture. Where are they? I don't know. You moved them. They were there when we first got there, and then you've you've been cleaning while we've been talking, and then you moved. Because are I you, can't sit still. There you, you go. On, are you on the toilet? No, I'm on a stool by the toilet. Oh, oh okay. I'm on a um, stool. On, see that mirror? You put your makeup on, but I moved that behind it because I I didn't want it to be in front of me. I need. So this is this is like your getaway corner, okay. where it's just. You, you need a moment, and this is where you're going to complain about anything. But then, but then show, like, I'll give you this thing, right? I'm doing these 80s churches, uh, and I, I have these templates, right? So it says, me, we, God, you, we, me method. First one, me, what do I struggle with? We, what do we all struggle with? God, what does the Bible say about this? You. What should you do about it? And then we, how can we live uh, together with this? So you find one little thing. So every time you do these videos, it's the same beep, 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 beep. Every night. One minute. I'm going to give it a shot. I'll let you know. Will you guys all turn in? Tune in, turn in, tune in, tune Put out. it on. Um, yeah. Thank you. Well, I did uh, come up with an idea, though. You what? Be the last minute of this. I'll give you the idea for a TV show that I'm going to do, and it's tr I already wrote it out, so no one can steal it. Okay. Right here. You know, you know you're funny. I think I'm funny. What's the difference in my material, your material, Dave Shell's material, Fox's material? I want to do a show where young legends do like our material. Oh, that'd be funny. Right? And then, like, did you like that set? Yeah. Here, here's John Heffern. Then you would really like John Heffern. You know what I mean? But you run the risk that maybe they don't do a good job with it. You know what I mean? That would be fun. No. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, yeah, that's really good. Now my brain's thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, next week, I didn't get to show my cover of my new children's book, but that's been moving along quite uh, handily, I'm doing a competition, Tammy, for World's Greatest Grandpa. I'm so sick of, of guys wearing oh. shirts that say that and they don't have to earn it. Uh, we're gonna make grandpas read stories to their grandkids and then we're gonna rate those stories. We're gonna I see love that. how love they that. are, if they half ass it, are they shitty? Uh, and it's all gonna be a thing. So find Tammy Pescatelli on uh, everything she's on and follow her. Right. Well, thank you. I it. Hey, and Jackie, I think you were the one who was telling us about your daughter. We didn't mean to not talk about the Bell's palsy. I hope she's recovered. Okay, I think it was you. I'm looking. Oh wait, what what happened with that? I I, I don't. Uh, they don't let me read things because then I get um, sidetracked. You no, know, that's why I just wanted to say thank you, but I definitely think. Uh, oh, so somebody's daughter has Bell's palsy. Yeah, Jackie. Daughter woke up with on New Year's Day with Bell's palsy. She had had an earache for a week before, so yeah. uh, I just I went away. I hope she's back to. Here's what you do: uh, B12 complex. Go start chugging that. Uh, go to any voodoo thing you could possibly hear of. Uh, I went to acupuncture and dry needles. There's a difference. One of the needles they kind of shock your face. Uh, I even had one of those massagers that kind of jolt you. I stuck it all over my face and uh, zapped it. Yeah, uh, well, I, you know, my I husband still ha has not recovered. Yeah. You know, and a half years in, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the key is, is just at least you feel like you're doing something for it. But to be honest, it's a nerve. It died and it has to grow back. Uh, so there's not a lot you can do with it. Um, now is a little better time because you can wear a mask, I guess, right? No one's really going to say anything about somebody in a mask, but the B12s help a lot. The 
Zib Zab, the acupuncture helps a lot. Chiropractors, eh, they're a little shady, but I would just do everything possible. At least you feel like you're doing something. I even laid upside down. uh, So the blood rushed to my head. I even did that. And I also hummed and sang Sam Hunt songs because he sing raps uh, into the mirror by myself. None of this is medical opinion. Do not take any of this. We are not doctors. All right. Where you at next week? We're not. Um, And I'm losing light quickly. So I think I'm going to pay. All right. Thanks for showing up. Let's hope John Reap is safe. Uh, Go visit uh, Tammy at at all their clubs. And uh, I'm going to figure out this Chelsea, Chelsea, Michigan. June 20th. Orlando Improv. And then July 8th and 9th in Atlantic City. So come see me. Okay. All right. Take care, everybody. Uh, We are done. Thank you. You just stand like this.